Welcome to the ASHP Advantage Podcast, engaging the experts on ASHP Official, featuring conversations with top-level practitioners about the latest issues in pharmacy and healthcare. Thank you for listening in to this episode of Pharmacy Hot Topics, the podcast where we talk with our members about what is currently top of mind for pharmacists, student pharmacists, and pharmacy technicians. My name is Joel Hennenfent, and I will be your host today. I'm a steering committee member for the ASHP Formulary Submission Resource Center and the Chief Pharmacy Officer and Associate Administrator for Laboratory and Medical Imaging at Truman Medical Centers in Kansas City, Missouri. This episode is supported by an educational grant from Merck. This podcast is the second in a Formulary Submission Resource Center Innovation Podcast Series, where we will emphasize best practices in formulary management, unique strategies for biosimilar adoption, integrating biosimilars into your IT systems, medication reimbursement challenges, and keeping patients safe from white bagging. This is for informational purposes and not approved for continuing education credit. Additional information is available at www.formularytoolkit.org. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Carl Gumper, Pharmacy Informatics Manager at Boston Children's Hospital. Today, he will be talking about integrating biosimilars into your IT systems, a challenge that every hospital is working through now. So thank you for listening in. So let's get started about today's topic, integrating biosimilars into your IT systems. Carl, what are some of your concerns when you learned that a new biosimilar has been approved for use at your hospital? Hey, Joel, thanks for asking. When I look at any new drug that's added to our formulary, we generally look at it in the scope of the whole medication use process. So as I think about all the different technologies that affect where this biosimilar might impact, I look at the ordering and prescribing. Therefore, I think about what I need to do to set it up in the electronic health record. I look at how the pharmacist is going to be receiving that order and how they're going to verify it. So then I look at how it's going to be set up in the pharmacy information system. I also worry a little bit about the storage of the medication and how it's going to fit into our inventory management systems. We look at how the pharmacist or pharmacy technicians are going to prepare the medication and our institution has an IV workflow system. So therefore, how are we going to set up this new entity in that system? If we had a robot, I would be considering the same type of issues. I also am concerned with how it's going to be administered, how it's going to be documented by the nurse. So therefore, again, we look at how the electronic health record is set up. We also look at the infusion pumps that we might be using and what the impact on those pumps might be by introducing this new biosimilar into our use. Also, I am somewhat concerned with the drug information that's available because we want to make sure that it's in sync with all these other systems and that the information is consistent throughout its use at our institution. That is an extremely complex process with many moving parts. Let's start with ordering and prescribing. So with ordering and prescribing, we need to consider, will this biosimilar be incorporated into the HR by ordering by the providers? So are they going to be ordering it through an order sentence, a plan, an order set, whatever it might be. If it's in an infusion area that might not be using CPOE, then is it going to be on paper and then transcribed by the pharmacist into the system? 
We need to be sure that the biosimilar is looking at how it's going to be ordered. Is it going to be brand or generic or through some other type of nomenclature? If we add this biosimilar to our use, is it going to replace the branded product? If not, do we need to keep both the branded and the biosimilar available for use? Is there a way we can create clinical decision support that might help the provider to choose the correct biosimilar or branded product? So these are some of the things I think about as we figure out how we're going to put this into our system. And there's no one easy way. As you've heard on the previous podcast, sometimes we do need to stock two products on our shelves, possibly three, and it all depends on what the payers expect. So we have to be adaptable, but we also have to make sure that things are safe and the patients are receiving the medication that was ordered and expected. Yeah, making sure that we have our system safe for patients is critical. What are your top concerns with inputting a new biosimilar in the pharmacy information system? So with the pharmacy system, I am worried about look-alike, sound-alike issues. If you keep in mind, many of these drugs have a generic name and a four-letter extension. So it's often difficult for a pharmacist to pick the right generic name of the trade name product that they might have been intending to be ordered. So coming up with ways where the correct product is chosen upon order verification, so that way there's no incorrect product selection. Also, if we have to have multiple products in our systems, in the pharmacy system, it can, again, lead to signing the wrong product, and therefore what was ordered may not be what was dispensed. We also have to look at the way the products are built in the pharmacy system, because we also have to worry about the way the billing is done. Each of these products typically will have its own PixPix code that will then need to be added. So therefore, we charge for the appropriate product. You mentioned that a hospital pharmacy may have multiple biosimilar products and the innovator product on their shelves. What considerations do you have for inventory management systems? So for the inventory, we have to look about space. Keep in mind, most of these products are refrigerated and therefore we're limited on the space that we have within these refrigerators. By storing multiple products in a single refrigerator or a single shelf, a single bin, that can also lead to look like sound like errors that could occur. We have to keep in mind the confusion that might occur between the generic name and the trade or branded name. And then as we start to change these products out, we also have to think about the PAR levels. If we are going completely to a new product, we will need to come up with a transition plan so that way we use up the old product. But then oftentimes, as I previously mentioned, we may end up needing to stock both products. So where do we come up with an equilibrium for the PAR level? Therefore, we're not over-ordering or under-ordering because we don't want to have too much on the shelf and we don't want to stock out of a product, which would cause problems for patients coming in. So we have a lot of considerations as we put these medications out into our pharmacies, our infusion centers, and how we're going to maintain that actual inventory. Moving on to compounding biosimilars, IV workflow systems are now becoming the standard. What are your thoughts around IV workflow systems? 
Well, it's pretty similar to our concerns with the pharmacy information system in a way. We do have these multiple products. The one thing that can help us is that if a pharmacy technician scans a vial that is for one product when another product was ordered, they should get a warning. And we need to make sure that our systems are built up correctly so that way they do get that warning. But if the wrong product's assigned at the start, it'll just go straight through the system and won't stop an error from occurring. So it's not infallible, but it is helpful at the time of preparation to distinguish between different products if you have more than one product in stock. The other thing that you need to be concerned with is, is the preparation the same between the branded product and the biosimilar? So if there's any variability between the package insert and the beyond use dating and what's allowed, we may need to set up these systems differently. We can't just copy one drug into the profile of another. So you really need to do your full homework before you just assume that one drug is truly interchangeable to the other. Carl, medication safety is always top of mind and always top in our discussions that we have. What are some strategies for technology to assist in safe administration of biosimilars? So I usually start looking at how the drug is going to be seen on the medication administration record for the nurse. Is it going to be confusing? Is it going to be contradictory to what was ordered? So if we're using the generic name, but the brand name is ordered, the nurse obviously will likely know the generic name but it doesn't help the nurse be sure that the correct biosimilar was assigned and dispensed for the patient based off of what was ordered. So making sure that we have a full understanding of what it'll look like on the medication administration record, also looking to see what it might look like on a flow sheet. And then as we move forward, we may have administration guidelines associated with these different products. And sometimes the administration could be different, or it may not have been tested or studied to be infused the same way that we currently infuse maybe the branded product. So we might have links to information from the electronic health record, from the MAR, to other sources of data, and we need to make sure that either we continue to link there for these biosimilars, or we need to cut those links off or change the links. And then lastly, as we start looking at integration with infusion devices, we need to make sure that we get a match from whatever product was ordered, assigned, and dispensed to the drug library that's in the infusion pump. That will help us ensure that the medication will be infused correctly and safely for the patient in whatever location they may be in. Early in our conversation, you mentioned that drug information is also a concern. What did you mean by that statement? So as you think about how the medication is ordered, we have different sources of information, whether it is within the order set or the plan that the provider may be using. But oftentimes, a new provider may end up looking in a reference. Our institution uses an online formulary, which is our source of truth. And we need to make sure that it's consistent with how the medication is going to be ordered within our institution. It's also important because the pharmacists, the nurses, many use the online formulary as their source of reference. The other thing I've mentioned a little bit before with the medication administration record is we may have reference links 
that link out to the formulary, to link out to other sources for information for administration. We need to make sure that everything has been updated and consistent. Also, we may have different infusion calculators that are available, and we need to ensure that the infusion calculator is the same for whether it's the branded product or the biosimilar, or if it's different, we would need to then create another dosage calculator that the nurse or the provider can use at the time of administration. Well, that's all we have time for today, Carl. I want to thank you, Carl Gumpler, for joining me today to discuss integrating biosimilars into your IT systems. Thanks again for tuning in for this session of Pharmacy Hot Topics. Don't forget to check out the website, www.formularytoolkit.org, for our webinar and our podcasts on best practices in formulary management, unique strategies for biosimilar adoption, integrating biosimilars into your IT system, medication reimbursement challenges, and keeping patients safe from white bagging. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcasts through your favorite podcast provider. Thanks for joining us for the ASHP Advantage Podcast, Engaging the Experts. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time for more expert perspectives on ASHP Official.